0: everyone! Welcome back to the Fulfilled Female Entrepreneur Podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa. I'm so excited you're tuning in to the episode. The mission of this podcast is to help you to create a fulfilling life and business. Today I'm really excited to have a very special guest. Her name is Paula and she's going to be talking about streamlining your workflow. I want to take a second to step in and interrupt the episode to announce my 1K podcast giveaway for a chance to win $1,000 in prizes, including a VIP session with yours truly. It's three hours in duration and it's a $900 value a signed copy of my award-winning book now what create the clarity to achieve your dreams a custom crystal bracelet here's a few to show you some inspo whatever crystals you like we'll get it made for you and some unreleased merch which includes a journal like this one and a t-shirt I'm going to leave all the details in the description below. um, But some ways to take part in the giveaway is to review the podcast, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel or to the podcast and share the Instagram post, which I'm going to leave linked below or in the description of the podcast um, with your friends and family and tag them. It's going to be going on until April 21st. Good luck and enjoy the episode. Hey ladies, everyone listening to the podcast today. I'm so excited for this guest today. Paula and I recorded an episode on her podcast and we had a blast. This was like months ago, some point last year. And what I was thinking about, who's next that I want to have on the podcast. She came to mind because we just like flowed with each other. There was synergy. (laughs) There was a connection. And I'm really excited for her to share her story and all of her goodness today. So before
1: we kick this off, Paula, thank you for being here. Thank you for carving out time for me. I'm super excited too, because I'm just like, okay, we can keep the party going. I'm about it. Yes,
0: let's do it. And we're going to leave a link to her podcast and the conversation that we had in the show notes so you guys can check it out. But I'm excited to introduce Paula. Paula McMillan Perez is a first generation Afro-Caribbean licensed clinical social worker, physiotherapist, a so, uh, social worker systems and workflow strategist and the host of why don't we talk about this podcast she has been in the field for over 10 years with a diverse area of expertise she has served all age groups and practice specializations in anxiety ADHD forensic social work school social work trauma informed practices as well as admin specialization in quality improvement in systems workflow streamlining for mental health clinicians. She's going to be talking about streamlining your workflow today. And we're going to leave all the ways that you can connect with her in the show notes. So you can learn more about all the goodness that she's doing in the world. Holy qualified girl, like you got quite a few, uh, quite a few things under your belt here.
1: Yeah. Just hearing you read my bio, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to stream like that because like, I just sound like all I do is work all the time. <laughs> You have a big
0: purpose and you're fulfilling it, that's for sure. So, you know, with this podcast, it's called Fulfilled Fam Entrepreneur. So, I want to know what fulfillment means to you because it kind of sounds different to everybody. You
1: no, know, and I, that's part of the reason that I really love your podcast title because it's just like this is subject to interpretation and, and it depends on the person and, like, you know, how they've navigated so many things lived experience, education, environment. Um, but for me, I the fulfillment, whew, I feel like I'm the most fulfilled when I am pouring into others. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that does not surprise you being that I am a social worker and a coach, strategist and all of those things. So I think that even, you know, at its you know most basic form, like thinking as far back as I can to so like when I was a kid, like I was the kid that would initiate sharing like my toys or Legos or whatever, I'd share a piece of my dessert, like I'd want you to have some of the same joy I had from these things, mm-hmm. and My mom, I remember the first time she told me that story, I was like, oh, so you already knew when I was little, I was destined to go into a helping profession. (laughs) Um, So I would, like, if I had to make it succinct, I would say, like, you know, I feel the most fulfilled when I'm pouring into others because that also pours into me. But with that too, being honest and cognizant about the boundaries of that, because those of us who feel this way can easily overdo it. And then we're left with nothing in our tank. So I think a big piece of that is doing, you know, our own self-reflection and acknowledging, all right, I might be doing too much. I might be doing the most. And if you're not in a place where you can do that, reaching out to somebody you trust, like my husband, he'll be like, okay, time to sit down. Your calendar's looking crazy. Like, what's up? And I'm just like, really? I felt like I had more room. So like, you know, um, be- having that mirror held up for you sometimes can be helpful, especially when it's with someone you trust, as opposed to someone that you're just like, you're just trying to tell me about myself. So... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I I love that. And I love that important message of being aware and cognizant of when it can be too much and filling your schedule, because I think that's an important thing for impactpreneurs, service-based business owners that are listening to know that message. Because that happened for me in my first year of business. I know that I was just like, go, go, give, give, give. And then at the end of the day, I couldn't turn it off because I was just so energizer bunny mode. So I love that you shared that. And aside from serving others, like what's the most fulfilling part of your business and all that you do with your therapies and your social work?
1: Honestly, I think for me, the most fulfilling is taking things that, or concepts rather, that may feel like overwhelming and just making it simple because you know I can think of even doing a consultation call for any any of the things that I've done a lot of times people come in they're like that's it like there isn't like more to it and like yes there is more like in the work in the uh level of awareness that sometimes we we need to create or maybe curtail depending on you know what's going on but making things simple so like thinking about it from the perspective of is a third grader going to understand what I'm saying? Not to say that we may not have, you know, the cognition, the vocabulary, but we also don't want to feel overwhelmed by taking on new tasks Mm -hmm. or overwhelmed by so much of the unknown. So if we can simplify things as much as possible, then let's do that, which is kind of how I ended up doing um, social work, like workflow and strategy, because, a lot of the places that I've been, and you identified some of them in my bio, they weren't like systems. So it's just like, oh, you kind of had to figure it out. And that's exhausting because I don't want to recreate the wheel. I want to find the wheel that fits me. Um, So a big part of that is working with people to find out what fits you because you've been trying to recreate the wheel. You're completely exhausted. You're feeling burnt out. You may feel like you want to quit or do something else. And yeah, we talk about like, you know, living your why, but then that why also goes out the window. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a big part of it for me in terms of my business. It's just simplifying as much as possible and also practicing what I preach. So because, you know, I do workflow strategy because I am a psychotherapist, because, you know, I do teach, like I want to make all of those formats as simple as possible because let's be real, we busy, pandemic (laughs) or no pandemic. We were busy before the pandemic, quarantine came, it changed things up for us. And even though, you know, we are still going through another leg of it, things have picked up in, you know, a variety of different arenas for many of us. And yes, we may have taken some of those lessons that we've learned, but then the pace picks up and we kind of push things to the side or we may forget. So I think simplicity is one of the ways that we can also maintain. So that's kind of the perspective that I work from.
0: Girl, you're like the simplification queen, man. Maybe we <laughs> could use that in your branding because, like, it's it's really important with all that we do. To it can be very scientific, it can be very theorized, and bringing it into a three-year-old kind of tangible, digestible way, I think, is really, really important. And you have lots going on. It's a big mission that you have. So, like, what was the journey like from like okay, social work, coaching, and then now? creating like simple strategies and workflow like what did that look like
1: so I part of how and I actually stumbled on social work I was a psych major in undergrad mm-hmm. and I just felt like there was more like it could be more broad and I just needed a class to fill you know in my schedule and I took a human service class and I was like oh this is it <laughs> oh, so so after that, um, I got a job in child welfare, which was extremely demanding in a variety of different ways. And I recognized that even though the work is necessary and impactful, I felt like there are other ways to meet people where they are and uplift them. And also there has been historically a negative connotation with child welfare for a lot of different reasons. So I went back to school and um, during my social work, Uh, program, um, having to do two field placements, one of which was in outpatient uh, substance, I'm sorry, inpatient substance abuse. And then the other one was in a correctional setting, kind of getting an idea of, you know, all the different populations that are available. I always enjoyed working with youth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just thinking about, okay, what would I like to do? So after grad school you know i was working in a capacity that was a bit administrative and yes i could do it and i feel like i'm organized and i could do it well but i didn't feel like i was having as much of an impact and so you know the universe stepped in i got laid off from that position and it just so happened i had a friend of mine who um was a science teacher and she's like oh my school is looking for a social worker and many social workers are like yes i want to work in the schools i want to get summers off I wasn't one of those, but I said, you know what, let me try something out. I got laid off. I need a little something. And it basically sparked something in me because after working with those mandated populations for so long, people that may be forced to participate in certain programs or maybe a condition of something else... Seeing kids that actually pay attention to when something changes about your appearance or they want to tell you about an experience they had over the weekend, or you literally have the whole school year to watch the growth, it opened up something in me that I didn't know was there. And that made me begin to think about what are some of the other ways that I can have this same impact with different groups working on different things. Mm -hmm. So from there is when I gave some thought to coaching Um, And this was a little bit before like you started hearing that everybody was coaching. Um, So I was just like, okay, What would make sense for me? And this is really interesting because I haven't told this story before, but I first started out as a transition coach. So, people who may be relocating from one state to another, if you ended a long term relationship, you got divorced, you may have just become a parent, just graduated college, career changers. It was a thing that I totally gonna have to edit that out. Sorry, (laughs) Alexa's telling all my business. Um, so I, I, and I thought it was a good fit for me because, you know, I, even though I am resistant to change, I can come up with the system and the steps to help manage that. So I was like, mm-hmm. yes, transitions. So I was doing that for a while and it was like, okay. And then I was just like, okay, well, I'm noticing one of the things that's coming out of this transition coaching is that a lot of mindset work needs to be done. Like that's at the root of some of these things. So then I said, that, poof, I'm going to transition to be a mindset coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on mindset and it's, it's still, I'm like, okay, this is great, but I'm still not feeling like, it's everything is like fully together like I I felt fulfilled for the most part what I was doing but I just felt like there was like a little piece that was missing mm-hmm. and one of the things that I happened to notice at the time having a conversation with a friend of mine she's just like you always have like all of these great resources for like facilitating conversations or you have a resource that you can offer a client or you can say, you know, this, that, or other, you hate paperwork, which is true. I hate paper. So just like, you've moved everything like digitally in like ways that make sense, ways that are like KEPA compliant. So like, I don't have to worry about, you know, letting anyone's information just, you know, out into the universe. So like, why aren't you like doing that? And I was like, what are you talking about? So like after sitting down and thinking about it, The systems that I utilized when I was working in schools, I had to create all that because there wasn't anything. And when you work in schools as a social worker or a counselor, the pedagogy is different. So you can't go to your teachers or your APs, your admins to say, hey, like, what's the best way to do this? Because it's a different system. Mm -hmm. And when I was working in corrections and, you know, I was facilitating like re-entry groups and things of that nature, thinking about skills that maybe inmates would have to utilize or practice as they're reintegrating into the community or reintegrating back into family dynamics, especially ones where they have children, because the children don't know the parents in the same way. So I was just like, huh, how would I do this? And then pandemic hits everybody has to work from home or some people lost their jobs, unfortunately, based on like the structure. And it's like, here we go again, having to create a system of working from home when all of the things that you used to previously utilize to do your job were in the office. So from the therapeutic perspective, it was just like, oh, so y'all was working on paper, but now you can't, or, oh, you have to utilize technology and even thinking about children and counseling their attention spans to be on Zoom or some other type of virtual platform is challenging. Now Mm. I have to figure out how do I keep them engaged and still do this work? So that's how I begun to transition to um, workflow because the thing that was the most overwhelming for folks and even for myself uh, at some time was Mm. documentation. I felt overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get up early and do it or or I'm going to stay after my work hours and do it. And I didn't do it. Mm. And I'm just like- there has to be a better way so that's kind of what sparked that and once i'd begun working with clients in that capacity i realized this is the thing that was missing i mean because there's also the empowerment piece of you identifying what's working what's not working and how can we streamline that system to highlight that and within all of that there's still mindset work because you went to school you got your degree or you're in school, or you have this lived experience that you could share with people, but you're feeling like, because this component isn't right or is not flowing, that I must not be good at what I do. I must not have much or anything to offer my clients. And then the imposter syndrome sinks in and any anxiety is in your ear. So I was able to kind of cultivate all of that together, which you know was really impactful for me and the reviews that I've gotten. I'm like, oh my God, I hope you get there. So- <laughs> I love that really
0: nice (laughs) I love that and I love how you shared the journey how even within your coaching business, how that's evolved and changed, because I think when people start their coaching business, they feel this pressure of like, what am I supposed to do? What's my purpose? And like, they get caught up in finding that perfect thing. And I think it's important for people to hear how that evolves and changes. Like for me, it was kind of like goal setting in the beginning. And then it became like clarity, like clarifying your purpose and like your why and all of that. And then now it's become more of this fulfillment piece and putting all of the pieces together. Together. So I completely understand and resonate how the journey can change as you grow and evolve and understand different value that you can provide to the world, which is powerful. So talking about like workflow and like simplicity and strategy, what are some workflows that you feel like are necessary for like impactpreneurs, you know, people that are creating businesses in the service industry that we can all have in place to allow for more flow and simplicity in terms of behind the scenes with business?
1: Good question, because I was just having a conversation with someone about this literally a few hours ago. So the first recommendation I make, regardless to what field you're in, is get a good calendar. Now, if you're old school and you like paper, no shade to you. It is, in my opinion, a little bit more work but Mm -hmm. you have to stay on top of your calendar, like even make a calendar date. So my calendar date is usually Fridays around 12 noon to plan for the upcoming week. And for those of you who utilize a digital calendar, whether it's Google or some other art, I'm an Android user, so I don't even know what they call it for iPhones, but
0: (laughs) um, it's like a calendar
1: like app, yeah. Yeah, like if you have like a calendar app um, and even if it's work, if it's personal, um, business, find a way to sync all of those calendars into one calendar. And the reason that I recommend that, even though sometimes it can feel overwhelming when you see all those little dots or colors, you have an accurate representation of the time you have in your day. And if you are an individual who schedules meetings or sessions or whatever have you, you also need to stay on top of your schedule. So whether you're using Calendly, Acuity, um, or maybe the calendar management system in your um Client portal, making sure that all of those are synced up. One ensures that you don't double book, which I know has happened to, you know, one or two of us as we were beginning to fine tune our systems. And that can also reduce some of the anxiety that we feel about either running late or missing appointments Mm -hmm. and actually schedule in whether it's breaks, self-care, lunch. A lot of times many people feel like it feels redundant. Even if you don't utilize the time for that, you're creating the space in your calendar so that you can't be booked doing something else or something can pop up. Mm-hmm. And for those individuals who do utilize things like, you know, calendar or, or Acuity, utilize the system for buffers. So 10 minutes in between, 15 minutes in between. Some of us, you know, depending on our mindset, we're like, all right, I have to start my appointment on the hour. Do a little reflection about why that is, Mm because those 10 or 15 minutes, especially, you know, as, you know, a therapist that like if I have a few sessions back to back, I have to use the bathroom. I have -hmm. to get some water. I may need a snack. Like I may need to let the dog out. Like we don't think about those things a lot of times when we're planning and it can feel a little cumbersome sometimes to feel like we're planning our day that way. But I challenge everyone to at least do it for two weeks and note what differences are coming up for you. Because that way you have a clear at a glance of what your day, if you break it down by day or if you break it down by week, looks like. And you can see if you're gonna plot things in. And one more thing with respect to the calendar, even if it's once a month where you take a day, you take a few hours, plug in time for mental health. So that's completely, if it's not unplugging, I do um, final Fridays. So the final Friday of each month, I book nothing. And that could me be, that could also be me catching up on TV shows. It could be sleep. It could be running errands, or it could be absolutely nothing, because that's very important for us. And we don't do it enough. So I felt, you know, the need to say that. So in terms of the calendar, get yourself that system. If you are using paper, one of the things I highly encourage is those large desk calendars, or maybe even um, a dry erase one that maybe you could put on the fridge or put on the wall. And you're actively, because you're seeing it, you're walking past it, you actively see what's happening. Mm -hmm. So those are my my two calendar tips. Um, Another suggestion that I have, because I identify as neurodivergent, I have ADHD. So sometimes completing tasks in a timely manner is challenging for me. I do use the Pomodoro technique, which is basically, and you can play with the times a little bit, but traditionally it's 25 minutes of work. And five, maybe 10 minutes of brick. So sometimes you may, and I call them palms. Sometimes you may need more than one palm for a task and that's okay. But for some of us, we may have 17 browser windows open or we may have our phone sitting there. It's like, okay, what is the environment that we are creating to do work? Hmm. That is a big part of it. Nobody teaches us. They teach us about geometry and trig in high school, but not everybody utilizes those things. So for example, I am a person who gets cold easy. I might have anemia. I don't know. So if I don't have on like a hoodie or a sweater, I will always try to have a scarf on because if I'm cold, it impacts my focus. I need to have music on something that like a form of white noise, so to speak, in the background that also supports my focus. Getting my water, my snacks, anything that I would need, ensuring that I use the bathroom before I sit down to work is another strategy that can be very helpful for many of us, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're neurodivergent or not, because it minimizes what you have to get up for. So, you know, imagine you're like, okay, I'm going to the bathroom on the way back from the bathroom. You're like, oh, I forgot to put this on the shopping list. You're right on the shopping list. Then you see something else on your way back to working. And then the next thing, you know, an hour passed and you're like, damn. So if we minimize the reasons that we need to get up for some things, it also minimizes the ability that we're going to get distracted. And then the last thing with that piece is our phones. We know that we could be scrolling on TikTok, Instagram, whatever have you. I challenge individuals to use apps that can help mitigate that. So forest is a really good app. You're going to watch your little trees grow. And if you start messing with your phone, that's the end of your forest. We like to see completion Mm -hmm. as people. So we want to see our trees grow. We want to see a forest. So that can be a nice little deterrent. And even though I can't think of this Chrome um, extension at the moment, there are Chrome extensions where you literally cannot open a new tab. Like you have to focus on the tab. So that is another thing that can really help productivity. So I encourage folks to Google that. Those of you that use Firefox, I'm sure there's something out there for you. Um, Mm -hmm. So those are some some strategies that have really helped with individual workflow that I think can help regardless to what industry that you work in.
0: I love it. And I know tech can be a big assistant to that. And you've named some apps in terms of calendars um, and forest, which I think is a good one. I've never heard of that before. So I definitely want to try that out for myself. But is there any other apps or technology that come to mind that maybe we could list out for people to start so they know where to where to focus?
1: I will say that now that you ask, like I have a bunch of things going through my head. So, what I will do is I will organize a list so that you can also include that with your show notes for people who want a little jump start of like, you know, how can I begin the journey?
0: Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. And do you want to talk a little bit about like, what it is that you do I know you're talking We before we started recording talking about VIP days and that you have a podcast you want to talk a little bit more about what they do just in case they're resonating with you they're like I want to work with this woman I need help with workflow, well. like, <laughs> so they know what to expect
1: sure so before I start just know believe it or not y'all I do have free time so I'm just gonna say that before I preface all the things that I do <laughs> So um, I am a psychotherapist. I do uh, specialize in anxiety and ADHD in the state of New York. Mm -hmm. And I am also the host of the Why Don't We Talk About This podcast, which is pretty much created because there's a whole host of things that we just don't talk about. It could be, you know, culture, taboo. Um, It could be that we feel like we're the only ones. But a big part of that, too, is raising more awareness about not just mental health, about you know helping professions, but also to kind of bring some light to things that we may be talking about in small pockets or hushing. Like even thinking about, we don't talk about Bruno. It was such a big hit of a song in the movie Because we all know that one thing that we don't talk about or that one person. Let's kind of highlight what that is and normalize it the same Mm -hmm. way we need to normalize mental health, the same way we need to break the stigma surrounding so many different things. So that's part of the um, reason for that podcast, because I'm always like, why don't we talk about this? And my husband's like, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, no, nobody's going to want to listen to me. But here (laughs) I am doing a podcast and enjoying every minute of it. And finally, well, maybe not finally, but finally for right now, um, I am a, I I reference social work, but it is more so counseling professions, but I have worked with other individuals in different areas in terms of systems and workflow strategy, um, primarily to help identify, Mm -hmm. primarily to identify what are some ways that we can streamline your current workflow and your processes so similar to what you mentioned cassandra about like technology yes i will say all right there's a way to do this and if you don't feel 100% comfortable, or, you know, technology is not your forte, there are still other ways to streamline your processes. So for example, minimizing the amount of time that you're spending on progress notes or treatment plans, um, identifying similar, a calendar setup you know, for booking appointments, or making sure that you know what your daily tasks look like, identifying how are you use, utilizing most of your time, Mm -hmm. Are you utilizing that effectively? And for individuals who may be in supervisory or management roles, we know one of the biggest things is people are all in meetings all the time. And you're like, this could have been an email. All right, how do we make it a little bit more interactive than the email, but not utilize time? That's one of the things people reach out to me the most for. And they're like, oh my God, I didn't know I could do this. (laughs) Um, So in addition to that, Especially for, you know, the helping professionals, I do have a lot of templates and a lot of things that they have access to also in working with me. And in the event that they have a more um, limited system that they may need to work with, then we kind of sit down, go into their system and see what can be changed and what can be streamlined from that um, aspect. Because not everybody has something that, you know, is malleable and they can kind of, you know, work with but there's always a way. Like I, I used to tell my old um, graduate students, I'm like a dog with a bone. I will get off every tiny little piece of meat <laughs> bone. We will find a way. We're unturning each and every stone because there is a way. So those are the, I guess, the three largest things that I'm doing right now and that they give me the most joy.
0: Amazing. I love it. And where can they connect with you if they're interested in being a part of those?
1: Sure. So I am on Instagram at Personalize Your Coaching. I also have a website, uh, per- www, even though I don't know if people use the W's anymore, personalizeyourcoaching.life. And though full disclosure, the website will be updated within the next, I want to say 30 days. You can So by still- the time they hear it, probably. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's it's more reflective of some of the work that I was doing previously, but I'm integrating those pieces in. Um, and our podcast is also on Instagram. Why don't we talk about this pod? Um, so those are the ways that you can reach out or you can just shoot me an old school email, Paula at personalize your dot life.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Paula. I learned so much from this conversation with you today and
1: I am so grateful that we had a chance to chat definitely you and me both like it's so funny when you also and this may be something that resonates with you when you also host the podcast but then you're a guest that you actually get to like speak about your stuff it's like oh yeah that's what this feels like <laughs> so it's nice to have the shoe on the other foot because first you were a guest for me and now I'm a guest for you
0: <laughs> yes I love those reciprocal relationships so thank you thank you thank you no problem That's all for today's episode if you enjoyed it please rate and review on podcasting platforms if you're not already following me on instagram my handle is cassandra rosa a and come and join us for another episode next thursday see you then bye